Welcome to the Firehouse. I'm your host, Captain Kyle Smith. You're responding down the road less traveled and route to financial freedom. If you're a first responder, then planning your future through financial literacy is a minimum requirement. This isn't financial advice, just a conversation to get your wheels turning. Ready? Good. Because you're at scene. What's up, everyone? It's Captain Kyle Smith. And this week, I sat down for a morning meeting with financial coach and firewife, Casey Smith. Casey and her husband paid off $70,000 in debt in 18 months, and she wants you to steal the technique she used so you can do it too. Hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Casey, welcome to the bullpen. Thanks for meeting me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to get you on here and hear about your story. It's an interesting one, and it's one that might be a little bit different for some of our folks that are used to hearing from firefighters themselves. But um, before we dig into your first alarm, Casey, how has the pandemic sort of affected things in your guys' life? Um, I think for us personally or for just in general, people in general? For you guys personally. For us personally, I don't think that we really had any notion of what how that emergency fund would come into place to help us. Um, a lot of Americans don't have an emergency fund. So for us, it was being able to not uh, skip a beat with what we were doing and being able to continue to pay our bills and continue to do all that we needed to do. Um, even if there was no overtime coming in or anything of that sort. So it really was just us planning ahead prior to this, knowing that if something did happen, we were taken care of. Oh, what a perfect answer. And that's, that's a new one for us, um, that emergency fund. I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more about that, what an emergency fund actually is when we get into your first alarm. But guys, that is really, really important. I just love that answer. Well, cool. Uh, you ready to get into your first alarm here, Casey? Oh, yes. All right. Well, first alarm assignment on the San Diego Fire Department consists of four engines and a truck, but here at the firehouse, I'll ask you four questions and you'll give us one piece of advice. That sound good? Sound good. All right, cool. So you're going to be first in on your first alarm. And when you're first in, you have to give a size up. And a size up is who you are, where you work, and how long you've been doing it. Okay. So um, here's how I got started. About four years ago, I was doing my annual spring cleaning like we normally do. And I was decluttering, you know, getting rid of some stuff that wasn't serving us anymore or we didn't use. And I had this large pile of things in the middle of this room and I was looking at them and all of a sudden I thought, we had to work really hard to buy all this stuff that I was just about to donate or give away. And it, it just really sunk in that I felt like we had wasted so much money um, when we probably didn't use some of these items, we probably had good intentions. Maybe we used them once. Um, maybe we just bought them on a whim. Whatever the case was, the bottom line was is that we had wasted a lot of money. And we were in debt. We were $70,000 in debt. And I have to tell you what's even harder to say is we have been in debt our entire 28 out of our 30 year marriage. And we continued to stay in debt and we were like the Joneses. Like uh, we literally had, you know, the two cars in the driveway, the house, the 2.5 kids and the white picket fence. So in our eyes, we thought, okay, we're doing really well here. We have two good jobs. We're able to make our payments. But the reality was we were drowning, absolutely drowning and living paycheck to paycheck. And I, at that moment, decided this is where it stops. We have to get out of this mess that we put ourselves into. And, you know, I would say part of that is we spoiled the kids. We do things we wouldn't ordinarily do. 
and um, it got us into a lot of debt. So we started to talk to some people about, you know, getting on a plan, having a budget put in place, what that would look like. Um, how can we manage that and still be able to pay off debt considerably fast? Well, we were able to do it and we paid off our debt within 18 months, believe it or not. Um, Casey, that is incredible. Um, paying off $70,000 in debt in 18 years is incredible, but you guys did it in 18 months and that's with a firefighter's husband. Uh, your husband is a firefighter on a, on that sort of salary is that's incredible. I've never heard of something like that. How, like, how did you guys even begin to take care of that? So, like I said, we put us on a written zero-based budget. So we gave every dollar a job, making sure that uh, money went to where it went. And we started what's called a debt snowball. So that's where you line up all your debt from smallest to largest, and you start attacking the smallest with a vengeance and paying your minimum payments on all of the rest. So as you do that, you develop this momentum that you get going where you literally will take what you paid on the first debt after you paid off and then you throw it at the second debt and then so forth. So by being able to do that and selling some stuff, we sold quite a bit of things in the house that almost became a game between us who could sell the most. Um, so I think we sold like about $5,000 worth of stuff around the house and we put that towards debt. My husband took every overtime shift that he could and I picked up any side hustles that I could do to throw at the debt. So it was really just being laser focused and knowing when we would be out of debt and just, just putting our foot to the pedal. No, that's awesome. Now, can you just clarify a little bit for me? Did you like, did you attack the smallest amount of debt or the, the debt that had the highest interest or how exactly did you guys decide? Like, let's, let's take care of this one first, then this one next. And then this one after that, like, how did you guys come up with a the plan then? Well, we did it from smallest balance to highest balance. Um, they always, people say, you know, why don't you pay off your highest, you know, interest card first? Well, if it was a math problem, we wouldn't be in this mess. So it was more of a behavior problem. So for us to get some little wins under our belt and get that momentum going, it really helps to pay off the first debt, the smallest debt first, and then go from there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and I think that plays into um, human psychology in a way where it's like, no, we're, we're actually being very intentional here. We're on a path towards um, being debt-free. So you know that thing I see at the store, that thing I see the guys at the fire station having, maybe I actually don't need that thing over there because we have a different path that we're on over here. Am I understanding that correctly? Like the psychology of paying off debt that way? Yes. I mean, we were, like I said, people were starting to take notice. Family and friends were like, what are you guys doing? You're absolutely killing it. And so I started to share with family and friends what we were doing and that it was possible for them to do it. You know, you want to think there's a shame factor to that, like carrying around that much debt with as much, you know, money as we make. And the reality is when we started telling people what we were doing, people were somewhat jealous that we were able to do this. We, we told our family that we weren't going to give Christmas presents. Like this was all temporary, but it was for the good of the bigger picture that we were trying to get to. Yeah, no, I mean, and you're going to have to sacrifice. You guys you know, you got yourself in this mess, you're gonna have to sort of tighten the reins a little bit and get yourself out of it. And if it means not spending all the excess that you guys had been, well, then that's what's going to take because it sounds like you guys saw the light at the end of the tunnel was a debt free life. And, and that's a really powerful motivator. So, you know, fast forwarding, getting out of debt in eight <clears throat> months, um, you guys 
these are living examples of, of people just like us that went through similar issues that we did. They just got really laser focused like Casey's talking about and they were able to accomplish that. So, um, you know, today, where are you guys at? That's where you were. Now, where are you guys at today? Are you able to, to you know, what, what I'm hearing is what sounds a lot like the Dave Ramsey baby steps. And so are you guys now further along in that process or, or where is things sort of landed for you guys? Yes. So Dave Ramsey's baby steps is number one, have um, an emergency fund of a thousand dollars. Baby step two is get out of debt as quickly as you can. Baby step three is your emergency fund, six to eight months worth of money to be able to pay your bills should something happen. And then four, five, and six are the baby steps that are done simultaneously. So that's saving for your child's college, um, investing 15% and paying off your house. So right now that's where we're at right now. We're, we're on a plan to pay off our house, hopefully in the next four years. We're still completely debt-free, except the house. Um, we already have a fully funded six-month emergency fund, and we're maxing out our Roth IRAs and like on our way to pay off everything. Oh, that's awesome. And, and I, I have these conversations with our folks a lot, Casey, about you know, we, as firefighters, we have a very secure income. It's not likely that we're gonna miss um, a paycheck every two weeks. So um, maybe our emergency fund doesn't have to be built up like everybody else. But what we just saw in the pandemic, it, it like throws that argument just out the window. Like nobody saw this thing coming. It, it, it damaged a lot of people that didn't have this fully funded emergency fund. And so just for, for people, just so nobody's lost here, the first step, first baby step for Dave Ramsey, $1,000 emergency fund for when, let's say, the car breaks down or something and you don't want to have to put that repair bill on a, on a credit card, high interest, 20%, you, you, know, you just never get out from underneath it. Um, and then after that, pay off the rest of the debt. And then after that, you can start that fully funded emergency fund like she's talking about, where it's six months, say eight months, where your income gets wiped out, you need to have something in reserves. Um, otherwise, you are going to have to resort to to beg, borrowing, and stealing to just stay afloat. So it's awesome to hear that you guys are that far down the path. That's that's pretty cool. We did this later in life. If more people could do this earlier in life, they could become everyday millionaires before they retire. God, that I mean, I, I wish I wish that message would just be so like sung from the the rafters of every fire station just guys start early don't wait to start start and then wait meaning you know get all these things done and then you're just going to wait and, and watch all your investments start to grow but you have to start it's not it, it's simple but it's not easy and it's because of that that thing that we have in our society where you know we're trying to keep up with the joneses next door that have the the big lifted truck and the beautiful bass boat or whatever that thing is that we feel like we have to have it's like, well, no, that's not going to make you happy. Do the things that are actually going to make you happy, like maybe saving for your children's college fund or being living completely debt-free. That has to be a very liberating thing. Now, um, looking back, Casey, other than getting yourself into $70,000 worth of debt, do you have a favorite mistake that you made that, that maybe you learned a lot from or, or you improved from or got better by? Um, let me just tell you, I am the queen of refinance your house. And uh, we did this quite a few times over the course of our marriage. And what was really sickening is when we were starting to get out of debt, we're starting to pay attention and look at all the numbers. We owed on the house what we paid for the house. And we had not made any headway whatsoever in paying off the house. And that was a little hard to swallow. 
yeah god that that is uh it has to feel like you know the the people are piling on more and more dirt onto the mountain right you can never get out of it it's like you're at the beach and they're just burying you burying you in more and more sand and that is that thing about the refinancing the house sometimes it does make sense it makes sense if you, if you have um, something specific that you need to, to, to buy, you're going to pull out some equity or if you're going to use some of that equity to buy a, a rental property or something. But if you're just refinancing just, you know, to save, let's say, I don't know, a quarter of a point or something, like that just doesn't make any sense. You're never going to pay that thing off. Um, I, I think that's going to ring true for a lot of our folks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I tell my clients when it makes sense, that's when we do it. But when it, the math does not add up to the amount that you spend to refinance, it doesn't, it doesn't help. No, for sure. And, and that's the thing. Sometimes we as firefighters, we sort of step over dollars to pick up pennies. It's like, guys, no, you're, you're going backwards here. You're doing this wrong. Like set a plan, be intentional and, and start chipping away at, at some of these really big debts. Um, you know, if somebody was interested in trying to just get started, you know, they're, maybe they're, they themselves are covered in a mountain of debt or they feel like you know, they just can't make any progress here, where would you point them? What would be a way to sort of just get started down the path? So there's, um, there's four money challenges that I see most of the time. It's either their ability, inability to save money or I'm in debt and can't seem to get out or stay out or I overspend and can't stick to a budget or I make a decent living but I just don't know where it's all going. So those are the four challenges I usually see when someone comes to me. I mean, right now, 80% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. I mean, it's just common knowledge. 65% of those people are carrying an average car payment of about $578 a month. And then not only that, you're faced with people that if they had a $500 emergency, roughly eight out of 10 people cannot cover that emergency. Oh. So I would say, um, the best thing to do is to seek out someone for help. Um, you can't do it alone. Like there really has to be the accountability factor there. I think if we were, we could, I mean, we could always go Google everything, right? We, I mean, all the information's out there. We could look it up, read a book, read a blog post, whatever. But the bottom line is we don't follow through. And that's just, we're creatures of habit where we have great intentions, but we just don't, you know, continue. So I think for us, having that accountability each week or every two weeks that we met with someone that could sit down and take a look at what we were doing, because sometimes that second pair of eyes is what you need to see, because I'm emotional with my money, but if I have someone else looking in, they're not emotional with my money. So they're going to tell me what they see, and they're going to tell me the best advice that I would need to help me get ahead. Um, Whereas I'm over here, I'm like, oh, I want to buy this thing, but it's, it's an emotional spending thing. So, you know, having someone to share with me, well, if we buy this thing, this is how it's going to affect your date, debt payoff date. So having someone to do that for us was very um, monumental. It really meant that we could stay on track, have someone to give us that good advice along the way. And then be able to have a vision or, if you will, knowing where, what the journey was going to take us and how long it was going to take us to get there. And that's, you know, putting a budget in place. Like, everyone can do that. But what happens is people end up not following through and they, they lose their budgeting mojo or whatever after three or four months. And, and then they just go back to winging it again. Yeah, I love that. The, the accountability part. I mean, we, 
it is required for us on every fire to have accountability officers in place. It's the same exact reason because we need that second set of eyes, somebody that is a little bit detached from the incident. They can give us a little bit of a, a higher level view of what is actually happening. It's the same in, in like um, weight loss. You know, people go to a weight loss coach to hold them accountable. You know, personal trainers are there. You know, they're going to be there waiting for you at the gym. They're holding you accountable. So you have to go show up. It's the same idea here that I'm hearing is, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to take a look at all the things that are going on in your financial life and we're going to set a plan and we're going to stick to it. And we're just going to keep you accountable here. But it, it takes, I love that taking the emotion out of it and saying, Hey, I'm just right here. I'm detached. I'm just showing you, I'm calling balls and strikes here. I'm going to be here helping you through this. Um, that is just a, a really awesome way of thinking about things. And that is a perfect way of getting started. Now, you know, going back, 28 years of marriage, you've been in debt, you've been married 30 years. If you could go back as newlyweds, Casey, what, what piece of advice would you give yourself? I stay away from credit cards, stay away from debt. Um, be more intentional with saving and investing. Like our young people, we can tell them you need to put back this much money every month or at least do this, especially when we, we have, uh, people that are just starting out jobs from their career and they're all of a sudden getting this big income and they have never had such a big income and they, you know, they don't know what to do with it and they end up spending it. So I wish I would have had that person to come alongside of me and, and just give me some guidance on what are the first steps to take when, you know, right now at age 25 or 20 or whatever age that they're hired or, or they get their land, their best, you know, career job. And, and know how much that savings, have it taken out of your check automatically. You're not going to see it, right? And let it build over time. And then as you start to progress, you know, saving for a house, like all those next steps that no one really taught me. I mean, and it's not our parents' fault. They didn't know any better either. So it's about edu education, I think, for the young people to get them on a path where they can become an everyday millionaire way before their retirement age. No, oh, that's perfect. That is that's absolutely perfect. We have now started teaching our brand new new hires a little bit about financial literacy so that they're not going through um, the first five or 10 years of their career making this great income. Like you talked about, one of the four main mistakes is you make a decent living, but you don't know where money's coming or going from. That's one of those big mistakes. So we're trying to set them up for success right out of the gate. Um, and you're right. It's not our parents' fault. It's nobody's fault, but you know, once you have that plan, then you can start going step by step. And, and yeah, you save a little bit here, just have it automatically deducted out of your paycheck. You don't even see it. It takes, again, it takes the emotion out of the thing. You don't see it. You just get used to that auto payment coming out. And maybe that starts to fund your, the initial thousand dollars. Maybe that starts to fund the fully funded emergency fund, or maybe after you've built all that stuff up, then you can start investing it, you know, after you paid off all your credit card debts, et cetera. Um, well, yeah, learning this stuff early on and then not only just learning it, but taking that information and doing something about it. Right. And applying it. I mean, like I said, there's a lot of information out there, but if you can find someone that can sort through your specific, you know, questions and your specific um, problems that you're having, whatever it is, and having them design a roadmap for you, if you will, that will take you step by step to get you through where you want to be. And I think our kids think that they're going to live forever. And, you know, and if, 
if they they can start saving later or I'll, I'll save when I when this happens or, or you know when I get this next overtime I'll save like no you do it now every little actionable step that you take right now is going to determine the outcome of your future 20 25 30 years from now yeah exactly and and it's hard because you know it, it, we're trying to save we're trying to invest for this stranger in the future right this this somebody that's 25 years older than we are right now sometimes that gets hard so again take the emotion out of it do it auto deduct it out of your paycheck um it's just set it and forget it and don't worry about it um and that's just a really great way of becoming a everyday millionaire like she's talking about or just having a happy healthy retirement that we all think we deserve right because we are we're putting in hard work hard hours maybe it's a lot of overtime just to pay down the bills but instead of just you know trading your time for money use something, do something with that money that'll help set you up down downstream. Absolutely. I mean, you need to have a plan in place and prepare for your future. Not, I mean, you know, here's the thing. People aren't dreaming anymore. They're not dreaming about their future. They're not dreaming about what they want retirement to look like. And I think we've lost that. It's, it's like, if we can get the young generation to start dreaming about where they want to be 20 years from now, and what is it going to take to get there? Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly well well said. It's a different generation than ours, but um, we can do our best to help relay that message. We can show them the path, and then um, hopefully they're going to get on that path. And, and in twenty five years or thirty years, um, they'll be they'll be just way better off than maybe we would have been. So uh, I love that. But uh, yeah, with that, Casey, it looks like you got knocked down on your first alarm. So if people are looking to learn more about um, how to get on the path, how to start the process, how to find a coach in this arena. Um, how could they find you? So I am a Ramsey Preferred Coach based in San Diego County. Um, I My website is straightsensecents.com. You can find me there and book a consultation. We can just see if financial coaching is a good fit. Um, I will ask a few questions, kind of look to see what your goals are. And if I feel like that I can help you with your you know, money challenge or your money problem, then I will let you know what that looks like and we can put you on a plan. If money coaching is not for you, then I will definitely say, hey, looks like you're doing pretty good on your own. And I think that if you just do X, Y, and Z, you'll be fine. Um, so it really is determining you know, whether you need it or not. I do think it's great to at least start something if you don't have a budget in place or if you just don't know where your money's going and you want to have this goal over here, you know, maybe we can set parameters around that so that we can create a plan to get to that goal. So that's how you can find me. I'm on Instagram at debt free are we. <laughs> um, I actually put my entire debt free story on there from the very beginning. I was an open book. I shared my experiences as I went every time we had like a $2,000, you know, payment towards the credit card. I just told everybody so that everybody could celebrate. There's a great debt-free community out there in Instagram um, that are there to support you and your goals. Yeah, that's awesome. And help keep you accountable, right? I mean, that's that's a, another side benefit of that. I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. Um, but it is, it's about just getting started. And guys, reach out to her. Um, she's a wealth of knowledge, like I'm sure you've heard here. And at a minimum, she'll help you know if you can take some steps today by setting a budget maybe or, or anything else. And these guys have gone through the same things that we are going through ourselves. Um, married to a firefighter, understands our line of work, understands the challenges that we face. Um, they get it. So reach out to her. 
uh, at straight sense, um, or on, uh, Instagram and, um, yeah, awesome. But, uh, Casey, I wanted to say thank you for, um, sharing all this great information today and yeah, for all your time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, cool. That was great. All right. Great. I'm like over here scribbling down all these notes, trying to keep up with you. That was fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Gosh, I, I really do. I want to say thank you. I know you were not looking forward to this or are not looking for this. Um, but it, it really is so helpful for our guys, particularly our younger guys. Um, I teach at the Academy, so I'm with them every day. Um, but it's just helpful to have other voices, other people that have gone through the same things, um, but who, who have now come out the other side and, and know what the other side looks like, because sometimes it gets really tough. Sometimes um, you are living paycheck to paycheck and you're just trying to scrape together a, a little win here or there. And, and it's nice to have people that have gone through the same thing that are willing to share that story. Right. I mean, your platform is great for get, you know, reaching more people. And that's what I want to do. You know, I always said when I first started this business, I told my husband, I said, I want to be that coach where everyone in San Diego that brings up something about money says, oh, you need to talk to Casey. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, exactly. Right. I mean, because then you can you reach a much broader audience. And I, I just think it's important. And, and what's interesting, too, is talking about money and I'm going to let you go here, but before we, before we wrap it up, like talking about money is kind of a taboo subject in the fire stations, talking about politics, talking about religion, talking about money. Those are kind of like, eh, let's hold off on that guys. Let's just keep things, every, everything above board. But it's like, no, th this is important stuff here, right? We're responsible for ourselves. We're responsible to each other. Let's have these conversations, even if it's a hard conversation so that we're not making the same mistakes that the guys 30 years ago made. Right. Right. No, so. Yeah. And my husband, he, he's not afraid to tell these young guys that are out there wanting to go buy a $35,000 truck or whatever, you know, he, he tells them like it is, he gives them the real truth yeah. and, and tells them our story. Like you don't think you're going to find yourself in that position, but what ends up happening when you start to get pay raises, you start to get that overtime and that overtime's looking really cushioned in your, in your you know, check that you get. Yeah. And you just start like, you know, you don't have a plan for it. That's when things go wrong. And that's when you get deeper in debt. Yeah. They don't understand that when you get those surges of income that you need to act like you didn't get it, Absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. No, have, have it earmarked. If you're going to, if you're going to work overtime, have a place for that money to go already. Yeah. Just, you know, cause what, what some of our guys do is they, they wind up like um, living off that overtime check and not investing and not doing anything else with it. And they just get used to that money. And then all of a sudden overtime dries up and they're like, Oh, well now what do I do? I mean, guys have bought houses and that's happened. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And, and you know, based on what they think they're going to get for that year's income yep. and then, you know, and then overtime has gone for a while. Yep. So you know, it really is getting them to not depend on that overtime because I know those eight and $10,000 checks are really nice, you know, mm -hmm. um, but there's such a false sense of security. Totally. And, and, and you have to be gone away from home on all those overtime shifts, right? It's not just, it's not passive income. You're trading your time for money. Um, and I, like for me that I don't want to do that. I want to be home. I want to be with my family, um, enjoying life. You know, that we are afforded such a, a large amount of time off. I want to spend that time off here, not putting in extra shifts at the station. Yeah, I'll tell you, the, I think the biggest regret my husband has is that he worked too much yeah. when the kids were growing up. Yeah. You know, but in his mind, he's like, 
I'm going out there, I'm slaying the bear for the family and bringing it back. And, you know, the kids have all that they need and I'm doing a good thing, you know, and really now we look back and it was not the right thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm happy to share your guys' story. I'm so grateful that you're willing to, um, because it is, it's something that has to get passed down. Yeah, definitely. Don't do what we did. That's what we tell our kids. Oh, no. Yeah, same, same with me. Don't do this. Don't, don't do what I did. Let's, let's make some progress here. Well, you know, and here's the way. All right, thanks again to Casey for meeting me here in the bullpen. Man, what an inspiring story of going from $70,000 in debt to being totally debt-free except for their mortgage in only 18 months. That is absolutely incredible. And that's off of a firefighter salary and hers. Well done to you too. If you'd like to learn more about Casey, you can find her on Instagram at DebtFreeRWe or on her website, StraightSense.com. If you'd like to learn more about us, we're on Facebook at The Firehouse. That's F.I.R.E.House. On Instagram, the underscore fire underscore house. On LinkedIn, The Firehouse Investors, or any place you listen to podcasts. If you learned something today and you'd like to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe. But no matter what you do, take this information, go out there, and get some. Station F.